Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. I'm your host, Stanley Hudson. Today, we've got a special guest with us, my buddy Drew, and we have got him on here for a reason. He is the gentleman I spoke of last week that ran for the local school board and won. And how long was the guy that you beat in there? Uh, four years. Four years, and he was real well-known in the community. right? Yeah, extremely well-known. So we've got a few things in our special segment that we'll segue into Drew's story with. And, uh, you know, obviously with the name of our, our podcast, Blue Collar Blacklisted, Drew couldn't be more of a blue-collar guy if he tried. So, and giving mine and Buford's ongoing debate, I thought that it would be good to have him on. What kind of debate is that? They all know what the debate is. Ah, oh, come on. You can find us online at bcblpodcast.com. You can email us info at bcblpodcast.com and find us on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted. Regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. So obviously everybody's well aware of what happened uh, in Florida this this past week. Yes, Which absolutely. Are, I think everybody's. Did, did you watch that. Merrick Garland's uh, statement yesterday? Mm-hmm. I watched it live. I didn't watch it live. Did you watch it at all? No. He looked like he was held hostage. Somebody's got to be a fall guy for the uh, for the blatant uh, partisan behavior. So that was a pretty grotesque. Uh, I'd do that. Thousands of people showed up the day of. Oh yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw that outside. Marlago. How do you say that? Mar Lago. Yeah. See, my accent gets in the way. Mar Lago. Drew has a heavy accent. Can you say it? Mar Lago. Yeah. See, I just <laughs> want to say Mar Lago. Verso. Mar Lago. Okay. So anyway. No, dude. Uh, he he seemed like. Uh, which, of course, he doesn't want anybody disparaging the FBI because they're an honest organization. You know, obviously, <laughs> integrity is is uh, paramount. The FBI or the cartel? What's the difference? Exactly. <laughs> so we're on Breitbart. And so and look, dude, there. I know everybody wants to know how this is going to play out. Duh. <laughs> Which, if you're listening for that, couldn't tell you. Like, you know, I have an opinion on everything, obviously, but... They, they've tried so hard. I, per, my personal opinion at the moment would be they're not going to hit pay dirt with this either. And we'll get into a few reasons why. But I thought the, as of this recording, which is uh, 6 p.m. on Friday. Which time zone? No, wait. This 7 p.m. Eastern okay. is what I meant to say <clears throat> since we're in Florida. Man, I tell you, they are swinging for the fences on this. It's disturbing, and which, well – when you look at the summation of, of all the things together, and again, we'll get into it, the IRS, the you know eighty-seven thousand new agents, the job description for the, you know the the application, 
and again, we'll get into it, but this is the most up-to-date stuff that I have at the moment that I thought was relevant. It's on Breitbart. The headline is Trump warrant suggests espionage act. Same law Hillary Clinton dodge. The search, the search warrant for the raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. I did what you did. Mar-a-Lago? Maybe my accent got in the way. Yeah. See, on that's Monday. What I'm that's what happens when you're from Washington state. Suggests he is being investigated under the Espionage Act of 1917, the same law that Hillary Clinton was suspected of violating in 2016. Attorney General Merrick Garland admitted Thursday that he personally approved the warrant application, which seeks broad discretion to search Trump's home based on three statutes. 18 U.S.C. Section 793 on mishandling of defense information, 18 U.S.C. Section 1519 relating to the destruction of federal documents, and 18 U.S.C. Section 2071, which punishes hiding, moving, or destroying federal documents. Section 793 is from the Espionage Act of 1917, passed during the First World War. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Can you scroll back up there for just a minute? So does what exactly is for our listeners and myself included. I mean, I didn't take the time to look up the Espionage Act of 1917. Does anybody know exactly what that is or briefly have a um, any kind of description of that? Here, I, I went ahead and Googled it. The Espionage Act of 1917 is a United States federal law enacted on June 15, 1917, shortly after the United States entered World War One. It has been amended numerous times over the years. It was originally found in Title 50 of the U.S. Code but is now under Title 18. That's all it says. Okay. I, like I was but that, but the, the basic premise behind the Espionage Act is that you're doing something with with intel from here that would benefit a foreign country, espionage. Yeah, I was just trying to break it down sure. further is what I was just trying to do. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was suspected of violating the latter when she used an unsecured private email server in her own home to handle her communications, including emails with classified information during her time in office. The relevant part of Section 793 punishes gross negligence in the handling of defense information and failure to report the loss or destruction of that information. Clinton was accused of both. Her staff even physically destroyed her mobile phones. And everybody can remember, too, when she was in congressional uh, cross-examination and they asked her about wiping the server. Like, what do you mean? Like, with a rag? Yeah, I know. Which, that combined with it, what difference does it, at this point, what difference does it make are two of the, the worst well, slash worst best of her behavior, which that's the, that's the best in indication and example of what type of person she is. She should be in jail. Oh, she should be in prison five times over, which brings up a point. If So if Trump was guilty of the things they're accusing him of, which I find, that I, I highly doubt that's the case. But let's say that he was. The application of law is, it's, it's not the same. And it's, this is just more of the ostracization of this guy. And... If, if the standard had been applied equally up to this point, Donald Trump most likely would have never been president anyway because there wouldn't have been a need because so many of the, his predecessors would have been in, in prison for stuff just like this. So, and Hillary, so when you think how Comey approached Hillary Clinton, that whole scandal, completely counterintuitive to this, completely opposite of this. And my, my argument would be, dude, if, if, if that had happened then, then cool. And if he's, you know, obviously you have to have a trial if he was found, which hopefully doesn't get to that point. But the, like you said, they're they're swinging for the fences. They're going to come at this with everything they have. So does, I was about to say, does the average American not see this and see what's going on? But I believe they do because 
you can see the reaction. Oh, we'll get to that in yeah, just a minute. You can the, see the reaction, but his support is growing exponentially. Yeah, and I've been getting alerts and things on my phone about that. But it's um, it, it almost seems like people are they're starting to kind of have a hard time containing themselves. In what way? They're starting to get more vocal. Oh, I've heard people out to eat just yeah. recently, and yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few months. Because, like, I was talking to a butcher at our local store two nights ago and was talking about meat, and he was like, man, if you think the prices are high now, he's like, wait. He said the prices are continuing to climb, and he said they're about to get a lot higher, and he said it does not make any sense because I'm talking to the farmers that have the cattle, and they're getting the same price of the cattle now as they were a year ago. He said they're not getting, they're not selling the cattle for more money. He said it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, but what about like the fertilizer and stuff like that? To, that's got to have something to do with it too. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it's a lot of stuff just not making sense. Well, that's what they're going to handle with the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, they're going to make everything all right. Right, it'll reduce inflation. It is. By increasing uh-huh. taxation. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Mathematically. I'm Look, I'm no mathematician by any stretch, but I'm pretty sure that's going to work. Well, the residents, not either. That's why he said inflation's at well, 0%. if anything, you know, this happens. And he so he went overseas, came back, got COVID, went on vacation. Like, you haven't seen this guy for a month. He hasn't really spoken to any meaningful – well, he hasn't really spoken to any meaningful degree in years, if ever – but you haven't seen this guy make any kind of statements or anything here to any magnitude or length in a month because he's not running anything. And yeah. again, Susan's Rice, Susan Rice's name is is all in this. Uh, but let me let me finish this real quick oh, so we can move, move move to the next piece. Then FBI Director James Comey, who intervened in the case after then Attorney General Loretta Lynch, was caught meeting with former President Bill Clinton on the tarmac of an airport in Arizona, said that while Hillary Clinton had been extremely careless in her handling of classified information, she did not intend to violate the statute. The statute does not, however, include any requirement of intent, leading conservative critics to argue that Comey had been looking to exonerate her. Some in the media, eager to defend Clinton, argued that the Espionage Act was flawed to be enforced, as Slate.com put it. The email scandal reveals everything that's wrong with the outdated legislation used to prosecute spies and whistleblowers. This piece of legislation was never intended to sweep as broadly as the text suggests it could, all more so as the universe of information relating to the national fence has grown geometrically. That's kind of a word salad there. In other words, the Espionage Act is once too broad and not broad enough and gives the government too much and too little discretion in cases which individuals mishandle national security secrets maliciously or otherwise. It is not clear exactly what part of Section 793 the federal government is using to investigate Trump. There are several others, though. They require the defendant to have reason to believe the information could hurt the U.S. or help a foreign power, which is where the espionage aspect would come in. The left is delighting in the fact that Trump is being investigated under the same statute that he suggested Hillary Clinton should be locked up for violating. However, as president, he had classification authority she did not have as Secretary of State. Moreover, there was circumstantial evidence that the reason Hillary Clinton used a private server was to hide communications with potential donors to the Clinton Foundation. There is no evidence yet tying Trump to any broader scheme of wrongdoing. Let me read that again. Moreover, there was circumstantial evidence that the reason Hillary Clinton used a private server was to hide communications with potential donors to the Clinton Foundation. And I believe that to be accurate. 
In any case, Clinton was not subjected to secretive FBI raids. She did not have the server seized from her home, nor did the agency take truckloads of documents from her home. The FBI did not want to be seen interfering in a presidential election. Later, in 2016, when Comey announced that the agency was reopening its investigation into Clinton's emails, following the discovery of tens of thousands of emails on disgraced former Rep. Anthony Weiner's laptop, it caused a political stir. The lesson that the Department of Justice claimed to have learned from that whole episode was that it did not want to be seen as influencing campaign season. <clears throat> yet it now pursuing under Trump, I'm sorry, yet it is now pursuing Trump under the same law for which Hillary Clinton, Clinton received a pass merely three months before the 2022 midterm elections and with Trump likely preparing for to run for president again in 2024. And so I was watching, there's actually a clip on the way over here, not while I was driving, while my chauffeur was driving me. Uh, and I can't remember who the, who the uh, attorney was on, uh, it was on Fox in fact, but it's and it's hard to get anything straight down the middle from any any legal actual actual legal mind because it's so partisan on either side to get kind of an objective take but of course to hear this guy tell it oh yeah they're going to cuff him and stuff him x y and z and there was nothing and the reason I tend to not believe that is because in the very next breath he says that this wasn't politically motivated you're out of your mind. Whatever. This guy's this guy's primary. He's 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 running the board on primary picks, and you expect anybody with a brain. So, and that's the whole gaslighting aspect of of the media in conjunction with the federal government is that no, no, that's I know you're seeing that, but that that ain't what you're seeing. That no, no, everything is is as it seems. Everything is as it seems. They're sitting around in a bunker somewhere coming up with anything they can to stop Trump mm -hmm. and somebody come up with this and they're like, yes, that's it. That's it. And they all jumped up, did high fives and pat each other on the back. And the bad thing about that is I don't think that it was, that it was, uh, that lackadaisical on a whim. This, this has been carefully thought out and game plan. So they think they can win this way, which again, they thought they could win on all the others. Or like I've said so many times, it reminds me of the Wiley Coyote. And I think there's some sort of provisional protection if he when he decides to run because there's provisional protection for someone running for political office. So a lot of people are telling him to do that now. Um, but it, they released the the affidavit and every, the uh, warrant and all that. The verbiage from it has been released today, obviously. But he, they were saying that he wouldn't want that when he requested it yesterday. Go ahead and release it. I don't care because they they were asking him. If he, it, because there was again provisional protections for him to ha not have it released, release it. Go ahead. So, yeah, they, so he don't they, have anything to hide. Exactly, they certainly seem to have more to hide. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think they're looking for something more than what they said? I, yeah, I think that possibility always exists because they can't. They're not trustworthy. You can never believe what they're saying. So there was speculation that the. Potentially, there was something they were looking were looking for that they could tie to the January sixth hearings because those are an absolute unequivocal failure. Those are a disaster, and again, those are helping his approval rating. <laughs> they you can't. And the sick thing about all this is, man, and, and again, that's another re reason the whole mentality behind having Drew on today is that you have a government comprised of largely attorneys, and then down to a local level, you have the move movers and shakers in your community have the power and control do the plumber has no say 
You know what I mean? So the the people that really make stuff work, and they don't have a say, but that's not how it was supposed to be. We need more common folks at that level. But dude, common people aren't going to get the financial backing and dude, you're going to get run through the mud and everything else. But this isn't a, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people anymore. And it hasn't been for a long time. And that needs to change. And that was the difference maker with Donald Trump. The, what the left assumes is, is that people's loyalty to Donald Trump is because it's Donald Trump, the apprentice guy. And that couldn't have that there less to do with it. One, one person out of so many, all he had to do was say he was going to do this and then try to do it. That's all he had to do. And see, the scary part is with the left now, with all the things we'll cover this evening, is they refuse to even fake attempt to appeal to the middle anymore. They refuse. Why wouldn't you just lie? Just Again, we'll get into that at a localized level here later in the show. Why wouldn't you just lie and say, yeah, we'll close the border, and then just not do it? Because that's what you've done for years yeah. until he came along. And now you can't. Why can't you lie anymore? So now that the mask has been ripped off, the train is 100 miles an hour with the throttle lever broken off to crazy town. What's next? And this is from yesterday, and this is on Gateway Pundit. Report alleges FBI had personal stake in this to talk about what, what Drew was alluding to. Had personal stake in Mar-a-Lago raid. Agents were after Spygate documents Trump was holding that likely implicated FBI. As re- reported earlier today, President Trump declassified a binder on January 19th, 2021, that contains hundreds of pages about the Crossfire Hurricane scandal. It contains damaging information about the corrupt actors involved with our government. Two different DOJ attorney generals have defied President Trump's direct lawful order to publish the binder in the Federal Register. It's been 19 months as the DOJ defies the order, and after every FOIA request to make it public, can we now raid the homes of acting AG Monty Wilkinson and Merrick Garland? The DOJ had already made redactions to protect sources and methods and returned the binder back to the White House, but the corrupt FBI also wanted to hide names. So at the last minute, the DOJ, DOJ demanded the binder comply with the 1974 Privacy Act. The act requires an agency that releases records to also hide personal and identifiable name, identifiable name information. The DOJ knew this act doesn't apply to the White House. It was all a stall tactic. The courts decided this, this 22 years ago that the Privacy Act was based around FOIA requests and the White House is not an agency. Hours before Trump left office on January 20th, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows gave the binder back to the DOJ along with this memo. <clears throat> There's a link to the memo. He asked the DOJ to make any Privacy Act redactions out of an abundance of caution. In the memo, he asked they expeditiously release the binder when finished. Meadows foolishly expected this would take three to four days. It's been 19 months and is still not released. Just the News recently obtained the Meadows memo from the National Archives, who also denied having a copy of the declassified binder. Meadows admits in interviews various agencies often stalled or defied Trump's orders. Meadows knew better than to rely on the DOJ to release the damaging binder after they left the White House. He should have released the binder to the public himself, but in doing so, there was a chance he would become the target of the DOJ and the FBI. The memorandum below is what Meadows was sent to the DOJ Attorney General on January 20th, 2021. Now this. <clears throat> New details on Monday's raid of Mar-a-Lago may offer an explanation on what the FBI was looking for and why the FBI has not released the Spygate documents that were ordered to when President Trump left office. Investigative reporter Paul Sperry had his Twitter account taken down for the second time on Monday. Sperry had his first Twitter account removed after he identified Eric Ciramella as the leaker in the first Trump impeachment trial. Sperry had his second account taken down on Monday after he tweeted about the Mar-a-Lago raid that the FBI was looking for. According to Paul Sperry, the FBI spent nine hours looking for details President Tr- 
President Trump took with him on the crossfire hurricane FBI spying scandal. The FBI and DOJ cannot let the American public know the truth of their criminal acts and attempted coup of President Trump. So they raided his home looking for the documents that may indict the organization, which seems, the, to me, like you said earlier, they're looking for something else. Looking for that would be the most plausible scenario in my mind. And the, the thing is, too, man, would they not be doing that because they're above it? Because and when Merrick Garland has to come out and say say that uh, you know and uh, even Stephen Ray, the director of the FBI, then oh I, there's threats against the, uh, the agency and Merrick Garland talking about the, the amount of disrespect by politicians and citizens against the FBI, dude, you did this to yourself most significantly starting in 2016 and really during the Obama administration, you proved that it was a completely partisan organization that had been totally politicized and weaponized. The F- Dude, they should abolish the FBI if you ask me. You wanted to fund ICE? F that. Defund the FBI. This is... It's like gang warfare. Like, they've, they've weaponized the Department of Justice and the FBI. And so, when we talk about Schedule F, that he wanted to push, getting rid of the bureaucracy. This is that same bureaucracy trying to defend itself and keep from being torn apart. That's exactly what this is. They can't afford for him to get back in there. They just can't. That's all That's that's all this equates to. Yeah, they're grasping for straws. Yeah, they're doing everything they can to keep him out of office because they know if he gets back in there, the swamp will be drained, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they knew that his first time in, he, he learned his lesson that – and when he goes back in this time, he's going to do absolutely everything he can to get him out. But, but a regular person that's that's not into politics and doesn't pay attention to these things would have to wonder, like, why do they want this guy not in there so bad? Because let's do this. We're we're going to skip ahead to this little video because this there's so many this this is emblematic of so many people on the left. My question that I was going to ask was what. What is so bad about him outside of the media saying that these mean tweets and policy? I've said this so many times. What? Where's the bad policy? And so everybody wants him arrested. And this is last week. This is uh, or whether this was August tenth. So two days. And even even Andrew Cuomo, you can see that on the ticker there. DOJ must immediately explain the FBI raid. And that's another thing. So many people on the left are, are even confused about this, and like they know it's on very very weak legal standing. And it's a terrible precedent. And if it, at this point, if he ever did get back in there, when you look at the polling, the people are going to want him to go scorched earth on these bastards. Yeah. Reasonably so. Yeah. And they know it. Watch this right quick. Is this unprecedented? Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, pause that. This is outside Trump Tower, by the way. So they're protesting, demanding that Donald but They're holding a huge arrest Trump banner. Sorry. <clears throat> the paid actors. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? Well, I a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. That, that, there is none. That's why he can't <laughs> say nothing. We're, we're, we're done talking. Okay. <laughs> so, and... The, <laughs> I mean, my question is, what's what? What did he do? Like, you all want him arrested on 
the crossfire hurricane, that was all fake. Both impeachments were fake. Everything about him has been, it's not been real. So you guys want the guy arrested because on, on stuff that was trumped up by crooked Democrat politicians. And that's one of the things I think I've said on here before, dude, a rage against the machine, like all these leftists, like the machine, the machine is the totalitarian left doing things like this. That is the machine. Yeah. Dude, you, you, oh, the resistance. And these people are too stupid to realize right. that. Right. The, the left has never been the resistance because the left supports the heavy-handed of overreaching government, and they always have. That's not freedom. Like, you guys stand for government force and coercion. It's disgusting. But you think that this is the resistance. It's so rich, dude. And then, so what we alluded to earlier, we're here on Breitbart again, and this uh, Republican support for Trump hits record high after fascist FBI raid. After fascist FBI raided Donald Trump's private residence, Republican support for the former president hit a record high. Far-left Politico reports that a record high of 58% of Republican voters now say they would vote for Trump in a 2024 presidential primary, which that's a low number anyways because there's been a lot higher from people that aren't leftist shields. Additionally, a record high, 71% now say they want Trump to run again in 2024. Trump's previous high for the question about voting for him in 2024 primary was at 56%. In March of 2022, the last time this poll was taken last month, Trump earned 54% support. Support for Governor Ron DeSantis has dropped five points since July from 21% to just 16%. When it comes to all voters, only 49% believe the warrant was issued because evidence existed of a crime. Interesting. When it comes to all voters, only 49% believe the warrant was issued because evidence existed of a that evidence existed of a crime. So that would be another factor to why Merrick Garland would come out and have to say, try to make a statement and do damage control. And so that's the other side of this coin. I think they've politically with the Democrats, because they know you're operating as, as a political weapon. You guys have stepped in it there. You their their popularity is, is, is dropping like a rock. Mm-hmm. Additionally, 39% believe correctly that the raid was committed out of a partisan political motivation, while 13% had no opinion. The partisan breakdown is about what you'd expect. 81% of Democrats believe the raid was legit, compared to just 48% of independents and 16% of Republicans. On the flip side, 11% of Democrats believe the raid was politically motivated, compared to 37% of independents and 69% of Republicans. Now the FBI is claiming it executed the raid looking for nu- nuclear secrets or something. <laughs> Nuclear secrets so or something. Yeah. And somebody sent me a meme today. It was like Donald Trump in a cloak, like sneaking into like the nuclear arsenal and like putting in the codes and launching nukes off. Like this is so ridiculously stupid. And th- like this is, this is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, cheese bucket, uh, you know, corn level midnight corny on this. This is ridiculous. <clears throat> so after six years of the FBI and the media and Democrats and the Department of Justice serial lying about Trump, now we're supposed to believe he stole nuclear codes. To what end? Wasn't it just last week we were told Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the presidential limo and then assaulted the Secret Service agent who tried to stop him? We had 50 ranked intel people tell us Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't. They And again, that's another standpoint where the FBI lost massive, massive amounts of trust like and made a, a joke of the, the complete bureau when they did that with the Hunter Biden laptop. Absolute ridiculousness. They told us that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 election, that he suggested people inject bleach. They then, I'm sorry, that he called Nazis very fine people and that he overfed some koi fish during a trip to Japan. Oh, my god! They told us Russia was paying bounties on American soldiers in Afghanistan, that Trump called American troops losers 
and that he hired Russian hookers to pee on a bed and tried to blackmail Ukraine for dirt on Joe Biden. But yeah, he stole nuclear codes. And yeah, the feds waited 18 months to retrieve them. This poll also wants us to believe that 58% of the public believe Trump broke the law while president, including 24% of Republicans. It's all rigged. It's all corrupt. It all needs to be dismantled and destroyed. And that's uh, John Nolte on uh, Breitbart. He's actually pretty good. Obby. Sounds like it. <clears throat> I agree with everything you said. What's next? We had an off-air conversation that went off the rails for 20 minutes, so we're a little behind this evening. But the, the listeners don't know that. That's why I explained it. But they don't have to know that. They, they have, yeah, but my, they, they, they can sense the expedience in my voice. I'm, in a, I'm rushed. I'm hurried now <laughs> because Captain Reverso wants to leave at 10 p.m. Eastern time. I know. His car is going to turn into a pumpkin like Cinderella. Does, does, any, <laughs> does anybody believe this? Dailymail.com. Judge who signed off the FBI. And see, this is what I was saying off air about conspiracy theory versus the, the, the truth. The truth is, is crazy enough. We should just beat him over the head with the truth. Judge who signed off on the FBI raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago mansion donated 2000 to Barack Obama's campaign and represented Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express pilots, his scheduler, and Yugoslavian sex slave. Bruce Reinhart represented several employees of the billionaire pedophile. This was before he sanctioned the unannounced raid on Mar-a-Lago yesterday. He left the local U.S. Attorney's Office over a decade ago to help members of staff. Meanwhile, Reinhart was also revealed to have donated $2,000 to Barack Obama. This was not politically motivated at all. The Florida judge who signed off the FBI raid on Donald Trump's mansion represented Jeffrey Epstein's workers. It has been revealed Bruce Reinhardt acted for several employees of the billionaire pedophile before he sanctioned the unannounced search on, the Mar- on Mar-a-Lago yesterday. I have a question. All right, hit me. When you read this fast, are you comprehending what you read? No. Okay, go ahead. I already read it. Is that... T- he left the local U.S. Attorney's Office over a decade ago to set up a private practice and help staff members, including his Lolita Express pilots and his scheduler. He was accused in a lawsuit of breaking the Justice Department's policies by using information from his previous job to benefit in the private sector, which he denied. Meanwhile, Reinhardt, who also revealed to have donated to Barack Obama's campaign in 2008, and I'm slowly speeding up. It's my natural default. <laughs> In 2008, in Jeb Bush's when he ran against Trump in 2015. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. The FBI searched Trump's estate as part... Okay, well, you know, but you can scroll down to his picture and... Wait, go back up real quick before anybody gets a look. Do you think this guy looks like a pedo or not? What, any guesses? Which I already, already saw seen him, it. Yeah. Yay or nay? Yeah. yeah. Drew, pedo or no, if you had to guess? On the it left. Looks <laughs> Obviously, it's a pedo on the right. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> the guy looks the guy like a cross-dresser, really. Yeah, dude, that, that guy. He, if he doesn't diddle kids, I'm Santa Claus. Um, ho, you ho, know, ho. it was a conspiracy yeah. theory one time that he had an island where he had a bunch of sex slaves and oh, it was I, rumored about, and now it's common knowledge. Well, I don't, I don't think that was a conspiracy theory because, dude, Rush Limbaugh, when I was young, when the Clinton era was talking about this guy and the Secret Service accounts of him riding on the Lolita Express, like, that was... And so it was crazy to me to see millennials when, like, Jeffrey Epstein's name became a household name. Like, dude, sit in the corner. Like, I, because I'm a Rush baby, I, I know all about this guy, like, for years. And all of a sudden, it was just, like, in the news cycle and it became a household name. It was pretty wild, you know, to see that, but... uh I mean, I guess you could say that was conspiracy theory, but, I mean, again, you had Secret Service agents talking about being shirked by Bill Clinton to ride on this guy's jet back then, you know, right after Clinton's time in office. So, yeah, who would have thought? This is not politically motivated at all. 
That moves us next to the uh, IRS story. Dun, dun, and this dun. is the latest I have on that because the key, this is actually makes, you know, it was bad enough when you saw, like, the, the job opening description. And now we've got photos. IRS annual report shows training of heavily armed agents raiding suburban homes. Did I say this is on Gateway Pundit? You didn't, but we all figured that anyway. Drew, I like the Gateway Pundit. I use it quite a bit. IRS criminal investigation special agents can be like, wait a minute, I'm sorry, can be seen in a 2021 annual report of the Internal Revenue Service conducting a variety of deadly force exercises. The agents are trained to shoot and kill you over your government taxes. The training exercises include building entry, the use of weapons, defensive tactics, and others. That sounds good. Is that an appropriate speed? Yeah. I like that Reverso, what do you like better? That speed, but your normal voice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can do it. The Gateway Pundit previously reported that the IRS is looking for new agents, including armed armed and fit federal tax agents. Uh, we just lost an employee at my company, a large company. Um, one of our guy, customer service guys just quit, took this role. Really? Was he fit? Uh, I've never met him. Hmm. Wow. Is he a Democrat? Uh, maybe. Probably. Maybe. That's probably a qualification. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, did he live in this state? New York. Oh, well, yeah, he's he's probably a Democrat. The Gateway Pundit previously reported that the IRS is looking for new agents, including armed and fit federal tax agents who are willing to use deadly force, according to the job posting. The duties also included willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. The job is open to U.S. citizens, nationals, or those who owe allegiance to the U.S. Huh. Major duties. Adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity. Work a minimum of 50 hours per week, which may include irregular hours and be called on 24-7, including holidays and weekends. Maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. Carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. There are 300 openings nationwide as listed on usajobs.gov. The expected salary is 50000 to eighty nine thousand per year. I heard today they actually took this website down. They yeah they did. Yeah, they, which I think it says that on Thursday, Valiant News published another expose. This one about an internal report from the IRS that allegedly showed agents practicing an assault on a suburban home while heavily armed. Between March one and June one, twenty twenty two, the IRS ordered six hundred ninety six thousand dollars in ammunition. A spokesman confirmed to verify. So this is where those photographs will be. IRS. Special agents are among the most highly trained financial investigators in the world. They begin their training at the National Criminal Investigation Training Academy located at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Brunswick, Georgia. New special agents complete six months of training, which begins with an 11-week criminal investigator training program ran by FLETC, CITP, which is the thing we just described, covers topics common to all federal law enforcement agents, including basic criminal investigation skills, federal criminal law, courtroom procedures, enforcement operations, interviewing skills, and firearms training. Following CITP, new special agent trainees take a 14-week NCITA Special Agent Investigative Techniques course. The SIIT program trains new agents in tax law, evidence gathering, interviewing, report writing, methods of proving 
unreported income and money laundering violations. It also provides physical fitness conditioning and use of force training, which includes firearms, weaponless tactics, and building entry. In addition to SAIT, NCITA assists in providing advanced training to special agents in use of force, firearms instruction, defensive tactics, and building entry. You would think that maybe some good patriotic people might do that, take advantage of their training, and then quit. See images from the annual report below. So here they are, and we'll have a link to this on uh, You notice they're in the living room. It's like they're yes. coming to collect taxes with guns out. Yeah, and there's the, there's the home. That's, yes. Middle-class home. Yes. It's a very suburban, middle-class home. Interesting. And that's IRS agents using basically what would look, you know, you would see uh, in, like, military training, like special operations trainings, like... Yeah, kind of like the uh, FBI. Yes, exactly like that. The IRS would receive $80 billion if H.R. 5376, the $750 billion, quote, Inflation Reduction Act, passes the House and lands on Biden's desk. The funding would mark a 600% increase from 2021 when the Bureau received $12.6 billion. The reconciliation package would also double the current IRS workforce by hiring an additional 87,000 employees to the Bureau staff of 78,661 employees. At 165,000 employees, the IRS is poised to become larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined total employees of 158,779. So they basically have a new army. So this is what happens when you give away all that free money. Now they're going to collect it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, like, one of the things, too, for, like, little Etsy sellers and eBay sellers, like, the where you had, like, a $20,000 taxable threshold, so you could have 20000 in sales before you had to start having to report that for, like, a small eBay business, that threshold went all the way down to $600. And so, like, I, I stopped selling stuff on eBay immediately. But why do they need guns? That's what I don't understand. Why do they need that many people carrying firearms? I mean, dude, the IRS in the Obama years, it was blatantly targeting conservatives, and that, that's well documented. The, these, and that's the, the the amazing thing about it. They were, they consistently and constantly refer to Donald Trump and uh, America First citizens as uh, fascists. <laughs> like, okay, all right, then. Again. If, if guns are so by, bad, why do they need that many guns? Oh, they're, no, they're not bad for the government. They're bad for us. Yeah. Because David Hogg said so. Because David Hogg has a vast wealth of life experience that we can all derive great knowledge from. And he wasn't even at that school at the time, I don't believe, of the shooting. David Hogg is the stupid little pencil neck gun control activist whose head looks like the... Does anybody know what Alien Workshop was? No. It, it was a skateboard brand. It was like an alien head. You know, like the alien's head is like really like small chin and a big dumb dome head. I know what the alien wear computer is. It's basically shaped like a guitar pick, and so is his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Alien where a computer is. Yeah, and his neck looks like this ink pen. Yeah. And that's it. It's like a magnet for a man's hand. It's like your hand just wants to <laughs> grab it and squeeze. <laughs> anyway, what's next? Oh, wait a minute. That means that Drew will get to enjoy our weekly segment, The Adults Are Back in Charge. We like to keep this short because it's always full of stupidity. No, no critical analysis needed. This is a video, so you don't have to hear me read too fast, too slow. You don't have to worry about it. You just get to listen. This work will mean more jobs, more job security, and better pay. So, 
The President and my vision for the future also means lowering costs for Americans. Today we learned that last month our economy had 0% inflation. In July, we saw a drop in gas prices and a range of other goods like clothing and airfares and household appliances, which means more money in the pockets of working families. Combined with the fact that our nation created more than half a million jobs last month, it is clear that our nation is making progress. This work yeah, it is. You know how many times Donald Trump had to say there was no inflation? None. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, no, there's no inflation at all. It's the reason y'all need the Inflation Reduction Act. It's just so stupid, dude. Again, there's never a need in the segment the adults are back in charge for any critical analysis because most of the time it's Kamala Harris, and it's pretty obvious to me that she's on prescription pain pills. So, what does that make it? Wow, no, I was looking at the numbers right there. Inflation this past year, 8.5%. Eggs, 38%. Bacon, 11.7%, which is a real travesty. No, eggs. Man, eggs are more than that. If you're a man that doesn't like bacon, you might want to you might want to put panties on because you have a vagina. Yeah. Wait, you don't eat bacon because you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. Point stands, <laughs> bro. Do you really not eat bacon? <laughs> what color panties do you wear? <laughs> I eat turkey bacon. That's oh, not a bacon. You, uh, I would have more. That's a lie. Yeah, it is. That's like saying you eat. Uh, what is that stuff? Tofu. Yeah, tofu. tofu. Bacon. Yeah. Mm, yuck. Tofu is disgusting. My wife tried giving me some of that stuff one time. Mm. Uh, so, if that is the adults are back in charge, and that's the end of it, what does it make it right now? Uh, oh goodness, that makes it time for this week. An idiot cross dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? So we're going to tie in our discussion with Drew today with uh, these first two clips. And this week in Idiot Crossroads and Confused More on Perfect Democrat Not Job Wackos. Well, right now is a good time to tell you, you can find us on the web at bcblpodcast.com. You can email us info at bcblpodcast. And you can always leave us. Uh, I actually talked to one of my friends today about leaving us a five-star rating. I yeah. caught him flat-footed. He even had two cell phones at one point and left us zero rating. So please. Did you take his cell phones and smash them on the ground in front of him? He knows exactly who he is. His last name starts with an S. His first, his first initial is a K. You know who you are. Come on, where's my rating? The least y'all could do is give us a five-star rating to help with the algorithm, and uh, we'd appreciate it. So, first up, we're on Breitbart again, and this is Democrat Tom Malinowski, Gaslight's Constituents on Crazy Culture BS Taught in Schools. So let's just take a listen. Best companies to come here because 
their people want to send their kids to the best school. And I do not understand for these MAGA Republicans trying to lower our schools down to the level of Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas and Florida. <laughs> CRT, and they didn't find a lot of CRT. But what they did do is they banned a bunch of math textbooks, math textbooks, because there was there were some references in there to emotional learning, right? Like making kids feel more self-esteem when they did math, and even worse, because there was one math book where they had little uh, little biographies of African American mathematicians. And I guess that's CRT now, right? You can't find the real CRT. You gotta find something black in there, right? And, and that's gotta be the CRT. And they banned the math books. How many parents in New Jersey are gonna be happy about that? So and we're gonna juxtapose that real quick before we get into this with this next video. So he, that guy, that guy, that. That guy is saying that there's no CRT. That, that so he was saying that in math there was things in there to emotionally help kids. Our state Republican leaders t will tell you there's no CRT in our curriculum, and that's not accurate. Correct, because there's stuff like what they're describing inside the math. Correct. Book that is and if you notice in the first video, they said social learning, uh, CRT, and different stuff is kind of under like an umbrella of social emotional learning. So that's a word if you're going to be kind of into what's going on in our schools. Remember, social, emotional learning. A lot of times they abbreviate it SEL. Okay. And All right. So let's listen. to. This. So he's saying that you know, it's all BS, and now this is from Florida. And so and, th and this is going on nationwide. So let's just have a listen to this. So what? just for a little context, uh, go on. Let me read this description here to get exactly where we're at, what's going on here. Christian Ziegler. On Twitter, I don't want to hear one more member of the media or Democrat state that woke is a Ron DeSantis-created boogeyman. Here we have a sitting school board member bragging about being woke, working from a strategic spot, the inside, and forming woke coalitions around the state. So when you see stuff like this, and I'm assuming this is why, Drew, that you, you intended to run, because these people have no concern for what the parents want for their children. So collectively, if the majority wants this stuff to be out of there, they don't care. Right. And so kind of explain to us why. It, it, 
what exactly you've done. You, so you you've won a, a, a election for school board. Correct. Okay, and you've never held any type of political office, never done anything like this ever before. Never done anything. Nothing. And you decided to do this. Why? Uh, just all the current political climate, what happened to our president. I believe that he really won the election. And I was once he got cheated out of the election, I'm like, you can never trust a politician to do anything for you. And then once the, the COVID shots, I chose not to get a COVID shot, and I was worried about losing my job with my current employer. And I got to the point that I, I was so frustrated with Democrats, I'm like, I'm running for office for something. If I can find something that I think I can do, uh, I was looking at our county website. School board was up. Um, so I had a friend that was running for county mayor. I kind of got in touch with him and was talking with him. And I looked at the county website and looked at school board for my area. Um, there was a crazy guy that had a rebel flag on his Facebook profile running. Uh, and, and he had a bunch of Confederacy posts. And then another guy signed up to run as a Democrat. 21 days later, he literally pulled his petition back from the county courthouse and wrote uh, independent and initialed it and dated it 21 days later. So what was it? Was he an independent or a Democrat? And, and so I think that would also, the, doing stuff like that, we see a lot of that from, you know, uh, Murkowski, which, who was in the news cycle this week. We probably need to discuss that later. But uh, a, a myriad of, and, uh, who, who's uh, Cheney would be another one of these people that, that at, at a high level profess to be one thing but are re- really another and that also goes into what this guy's just saying, that I've, I've spent a lot of time to build up trust. Absolutely. And the biggest reason I did it was because I have a six, and I, or actually my little oldest turned 10 today. But like I said, I have a six- and 10-year-old little girl, and, man, I don't want the woke agenda anywhere around my kids. I don't want boys going in the girls' bathroom, competing with them in sports. I just love my kids, and that's the only reason. I would have chose to have been the county mayor, county commissioner, but like I said, I just wanted to protect my kids. And, um, what was that process look like for, for you to, to become a member of the school board and like money spent to all that? How, I mean, well, the, the, the biggest thing is just go to the County courthouse. You go to your voting, the voting office, you go in there and tell them you want a petition for school board for your district and you fill out the paperwork. And the hardest thing about it, not knowing anything about politics now, it would be super, super easy. But you had to go out and get, I believe it was 50 signatures from people that live in your district. They can't be your buddies at church or the people you work with. These people have to live where you live. And like I said, I didn't know that many people. And I just went door to door. Hey, I'm going to run for school board. So I had to get the 50 signatures. I got like 75 just so I would have. And they have to be people that voted within the last two elections. So it can't be somebody that's never voted. So, like I said, I did that. That was the hardest thing. I probably spent three to $4,000 of my personal money. And, like I said, I had no intentions of getting the money back. But I actually had people that wanted to donate to my campaign. I never asked one soul for money. And I probably got enough money back donated that I probably get all my money back. Awesome. I had people give me $20, $25, 100 it's it's kind of it's really awesome. Never asked for any of it. One one of the things that I've I've said. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so what is your education? Are you did you go to college or anything? I graduated high school, and then I went to a ministerial type college. Um, it's like a Bible college. Got a diploma. It wasn't like just a diploma in ministry. Yeah. Like I said, I love God. Love Jesus. Just your average day Christian male. You know, 
Yeah, so a lot of people would say, I can't get into politics because I'm not educated. I've never been to the university. I've never graduated college. Mm -hmm. I actually beat a guy that has a college degree in in the medical field. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a great example. Yeah, good for you. And so you were saying that he, the this guy was well known. He was extremely well known. He grew up in like my area covers a couple different like towns. Yeah. And he grew up in this community. I mean, he lived there for fifty years. And the biggest thing about running for politics, you can't be lazy. And like I said, I'm a salesman by nature. So I'm used to going into places where people don't want you or, you know, you knock, knock. There's signs on customers' doors saying, don't come in here, no soliciting. Well, I just ignore it. I always tell people that's for somebody else. But, um, you know, you just – I knocked on somebody's door, and they're like, well, this guy, my opponent, he used to sack my groceries 50 years ago. I'm like, well, ma'am, did you know he signed up to run as a Democrat? And her, and her eyes just got really large because she was – this is a Sunday. She just got home from church. And her eyes got real big. And I said, besides that, he has no kids in school. Mm-hmm. All of his kids are grown. And she, you know, as we, I would take my daughter with me because my kids love to see the puppies or the cats or whatever. And my kids were like in her, in her yard playing with her dog. And she says, you know, I just might vote for you because he doesn't have kids in school anymore. And it's just like that. Do you guys know who your school board people are? I know who some if, I wouldn't if it wasn't for the COVID thing. Yeah, so I I don't know I, I know a few names specifically, but uh, but do you know your specific school board? Person? Well, my my kids are homeschooled, so okay. no. But it's like everybody kept telling me he's extremely well. I'm sorry, known. I take that back. I do because we just had primaries, and uh, so uh, I know who I'm pushing for. But even though my kids are in homeschool, yeah, there's actually uh, conservative Hispanic that running on the platform that I'm assuming you ran on. So, yeah. and I do know her name is. And so most, everybody kept telling me he was extremely well known and I would go door to door. And I literally is how I won is I went door to door. When you run for office, if you get in with the right people, and like I said, the guy that was running for County mayor, he was a conservative Christian, uh, just a great man. He gave me what they call a walk list. And every politician that knows what they're doing, they have this walk list. And it's a list of every voter that voted in the last election. So, like, for this last election we had, what was it, August, whatever, um, you can print off that whole list. You can tell. I mean, it's got everything. It has their birthday. It has um, whether they voted early, Republican, what like what ballot they chose. So you can delete it down to where you have a walk list of just Republicans. And if you're a Republican candidate, you only go see Republicans. You don't want to go see Democrats or whatever. You want to see the Republicans. And you go see those people because those are the people that are going to elect you is the Republicans. You Like I said, you have their address, their phone number. I mean, it's almost down to a science. Well, it's just like sales. We, and we <coughs> – pardon me. We've read stories of how the voter drives for the left works because they operate off those same lists. And that's one of the terrible things on the right is people act like we can't, especially at this level of society, take advantage of those same same things. And so I think it's motivational for our listeners because I'm I, with as many as listeners as we have, I, I am certain that people have been curious about this, how they can get involved. And so this isn't only pl- applicable to just for a school board election. This would be applicable for any county any, commissioner, mayor. Sure. Um, I was a part of a grassroots effort of where I live at, 
there's a group that's kind of got together. They were sick of the rhino Republicans, which they're a Republican in name only. Um, they set up their a group, and they called themselves the Conservative Republicans or Constitutional Republicans, and they endorsed God-fearing candidates that's never ran for office. Well, a few of them did. But these are just moms and dads, grandmas, grandpas, uh, people like myself to run for office. And I got lucky and got a part of these people. Um, went to their, they have a big meeting that's almost bigger than like a Republican meeting. Like in my county, we have a Republican meeting every Saturday. Well, these people have a meeting every Saturday. And some of the Republicans don't like them because mm -hmm. uh, they say that they're, um, they, uh, they just don't like them because they're conservative. But they endorsed 20-something candidates, 18 out of 21. So that's pretty fascinating. And they're, and like I said, they took, and it's like. Because they're draining the swamp. They're draining the swamp. And it, it really is good versus evil. Um, we they need had to do one, that around here. They even, had, even at that very local level. Oh, absolutely. In a, small, in a smaller area. You'd be surprised Mayberry. how corrupt county politics are. It was <laughs> such an organic movement that they had one, like, are y'all familiar with the bona fide status? Like, if you're not bona fide, they can kick you off the ballot. I have no idea what that means. So basically, if you haven't voted in the last three of the four elections, uh, primaries, you cannot claim to be a Republican. So we had two people that ran as Republicans that somebody questioned their Republican status, and they literally booted them off the Republican platform. So they could no longer be on the ballot as a Republican. So they had to run a write-in campaign. And the, basically, one of our write-in guys, he worked his butt off. He was running for county commissioner, and he got like 75% of the votes. So every person that voted for him literally had to write his name in, and he smoked the girl that he was against. It was really amazing yeah. to wow. see. And this is just a grassroots effort in our county that people are just fed up with uh, being overtaxed and not represented. I mean, so, and like I said, that's applicable anywhere and everywhere for anybody that's listening to this. Uh, is something anybody could do. And if anybody has any questions for Drew specifically on how to do this, <clears throat> you can always email us and we'll, we'll put you in touch with him. But that's, uh, I think that it, it, it's, it's uh, pretty profound just that we're in the same industry. Everybody here is, is based in the automotive industry in some way. And like I said before, attorney, like lifelong uh, people that work within the judicial system, these attorneys and these these lawyers, they have so much power. And when you look at who's representing us, there's nobody like us at any level. And so I, I would implore anybody that if you've thought about getting involved, get in touch with us, we'll put you in touch with Drew. And if you've got any questions, and you could walk people kind of through this process Absolutely. and explain what you've explained and uh, if people needed any, any assistance with the finer nuances of it. I mean, I was always afraid to just even to try to run for office because I, I was afraid I would do something wrong and end up getting sued or something or being fined. Yeah. Um, it's really easy, but you do have to work. What, what would you say, uh, because me, I, I, the constant assaults that I would imagine somebody of my extreme nature would probably receive, I, I, I that seems like that. That is it. That doesn't seem like that would be a hindrance for someone like me because I'm not built for constant disparagement. You know, 
and, and most people aren't, but explain to me how that process played out. Well, the good is way better. I mean, there's way more good than there is bad. But like on Facebook, you know, like Herschel Walker is doing like a big Facebook thing where he's really trying to reach the masses through Facebook. And that's kind of what I did. I set up a Facebook page and I did my post and I had my stuff that I posted on Facebook. And then people came out of the woodworks that you would never even imagine to come to make fun of you and just saying that you're for age appropriate education. What does that mean? Or what does spending money wisely mean? Because if you take money from kids, you're a bad person. Like, mm-hmm. But, it, you know, at home, do you just give your kids all of your money or do you ha- give them a set amount of – like in my county where I'm running for school board, like they are like – our schools get 75 to 80% of every county tax dollar paid. And that's the biggest thing in our county is they're like spinning us into oblivion. And, and so you so just like my whole platform was like bait for the liberals to attack me on, and I actually have a picture or kind of a list of what I ran on, and like my big things that I decide, and it was just my promise. This is my promise to you, the voter. It says I will add, always make decision based upon conservative Christian values. Oh, I got chewed up <laughs> and spit out over that one. That I was going to have a certain religion in school. Um, for every decision I'll make, I'll ask myself, what is best for the kids, parents, and the staff? I will not approve any book or curriculum that teaches racism or isn't age-appropriate. I will not vote for any COVID mandates of any kind. And I will spend your tax dollars wisely. And, I mean, they would attack me just over the tax dollars wisely. What does that mean? I'm like, what do you mean, what does it mean? You don't know what spending money wisely means? Most people don't nowadays. No, they don't. Look at our country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. And so well, I've really learned how to pick my battles. I mean. Yeah. So would you ignore a lot of that? I would ignore almost all of it. At first, I started kind of defending myself. But I knew if I would just get down there to their level, I would be so frustrated and have no time to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I just learned to ignore them. And then the people that really had questions, you could tell if they were sincere. Like, they would private message you. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? Or were you thinking about this? And a few times you're like, Hey, let me rearrange. Let me reword that, because, uh, like, I made the statement one time that I would, I wouldn't accept any government money if it had a carrot dangled in front of it. Like, um, what is this Title Nine where if you don't have the transgender sports, sure, they're going to take the lunch money from the kids. Well, they could keep their lunch money. I would donate my own personal money to feed kids before I would let the transgenders uh, compete in girl sports or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You misspoke, misspoke on on the appropriation of funds and yeah. got attacked over that. Right, and then I just said, as long as I wouldn't have a problem getting government funds, as long as, long as, as there's nothing, having, they wouldn't cost us something. Right, as as long as, as so, there was. How a, did I word it? Social, the social emotional social agenda. I think okay. kind of how it works. Yeah, and so and, and that's just common sense stuff, dude. That you could file under, you know, the same as spending money wisely. Like, dude, if you're gonna if you, if you're gonna coerce me that you're gonna withhold this money unless I I uh, influence the kids with your perverted agenda, then the answer would be no. Since I've gotten involved with the school board, like everybody's reaching out to me, and it's like I'm always wondering who's out to get me. Uh, it's just it comes sure. natural for me. Even in sales, I'm like, are they my friend? Or are they against me? But um, this group that's called uh, Moms for Liberty, have you ever heard of them? No. You should follow them. Um, they stay on top of a lot of this stuff, and they probably would love to do a podcast with you. 
But I went to a church and they had like a, a presentation that was about two hours long. And some of the stuff that they're showing in our schools is unbelievable. Um, just like some of the sexual stuff. And like it would be pornography if it w- wasn't a cartoon. Have you heard of Undercover Mothers? I have not. We've had them on the show. Mm-hmm. You should you should look at, at them. Yeah. So a lot. Just a, a, a brief explanation of that. That the things that that are that are infecting public school have arguably been in private school longer, and probably to in, in some instances a uh, a higher degree. And it's it's pretty disturbing because parents kind of assume because they're paying for this education, and in most instances, a lot of money because. Basically, there's an accreditation system in AIS that's basically steeped and originated in cultural Marxism. And over the long term, just like this person described, they've earned trust over a very long time. And so, again, I'm trying to do a kind of a brief summation here and and not overtake and and, uh, diminish what we're trying to do with uh, having you on, but they they were implementing all of this agenda over the long term. So it kind of started out with the environmental stuff and then went from there and snowballed into what we see now. And some of the really parents are just discovering it. So this clandestine group of mothers operates nationally and secretively to out these people that are doing this, but it, and it's all done under the veil of secrecy and one of the, the core components. And in fact, when we were off air talking about the conspiracy stuff, one of the, the guys that, that, that I had dealt with, that was way, way deep into that QAnon stuff. His child's going to a school locally that has that accreditation. And just, they, she had said, you know, when you when you tell people that this school has this, they they don't want to hear it. Well, it's like at our current school board, anytime anybody uh, mentions critical race theory, they cut them off immediately. Like the current school board, they're like, What's, you're, we're not allowed to talk about it. Why? And I, it's just. Yeah, but my my question it. would be, according to who, you're not allowed to talk about this. But according to who? Because the parents would like to talk about well, it. Well, the parents at our school board, they are not allowed to talk unless it's a, a approved agenda that they're planning on talking about. And they're never going to talk about critical race theory. And that's why me and three other dads, we all ran on this kind of same platform. How many members comprise the total? 11 board members. 11. So in the, you, you guys will be three new members. Three against eight, yes. Okay. And so are all eight Bad guys. Yes, I would say so. I mean, they all pretty much approved. We have a curriculum called Wit and Wisdom. Uh, our state le- Republican legislature, I guess they passed a law or whatever that CRT could not be in our curriculum, but it's there. It's kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. It's not really outspoken, but it's kind of written in a way that's not just going to slap you in the face. Mm-hmm. But it'll kind of word like... Um, white people own slaves well that's kind of a half truth black people own slaves there were some white people that were slaves mm-hmm. so it's just a half truth it's it's designed to leave little white kids to feel like that they are they're a horrible excuse for a human being because you're white and somebody in your your family tree owns slaves and and black people feel like they they are worthless because they're black and they'll never amount to anything and it's it's worded like that on purpose i believe Yes, I believe so too, and it's it's a completely coercive and manipulative. But you know, I think back when when we were in school in public school and we we learned about slavery, I, and probably even in my day there was a little bit. And again, this it may be hypocritical coming from me, but I thought there was a little 
in retrospect, probably a little too much emphasis put on that at, at in certain grades. But I don't know that it, it nothing stuck out like that. But when you and that's one of the things with the the CRT is the homosexual agenda is completely wrapped and intertwined with it. And so the sexual just the I don't even have a word for it, just the sexual depravity and sickness that that is intertwined with all this the gender bending and whatnot. Immorality. Right. This this um I can't even imagine anybody in remotely close to a, a normal state of mind would be okay okay with that. And one of the things with you so three versus eight and you said that's every two so they're switching out every two years kind of staggered. Absolutely. So, so next year there'll be five that go up on the ballot. And I've already been told that the sitting board members were not going to work with us, that we weren't going to get anything uh, changed on the school board. But my thoughts is if they refuse to work with us uh, in two years, uh, we'll replace them. I mean, we had, I mean, 18 out of 20 candidates got flipped to yeah. conservative, God-fearing people. Yeah. Um, if that if they, if they can't see the writing on the wall, they need to wake up. Well, I've been hearing all across the, the, everywhere around here has been going solid red. Like so, there there's records being set on that. And see where I live, the Democrats run as independents or or Republicans. Uh, one of the uh, actually our state uh, legislators, she ran. She was a county commissioner, decided to run for state rep, and she was on the Republican ballot. But somebody did some work. And she was a registered Democrat in Ohio where she used to live. So so what is she? Is, yeah. Did she change her heart or is she still a yeah. Democrat? And, and there, now I would I would say that uh, I have seen variations on that. So and it would depend when when they switched parties, because, if, for an example, uh, Carrie Lake, the uh, woman that won the governor primary in Arizona, that's like America first, 110 percent. And she's a beast. But she was a registered Democrat be, before the Trump era, and a lot of people were. And but so there would be a little bit of it would be difficult to mask yourself as a, a, a America First candidate and well, be convincing. Well, this girl tried to do it. Like, really? Oh yeah, really? absolutely. I mean, she's conservative, conservative, conservative. Everything she have is conservative. But she raised our taxes thirty eight percent in eight years. Does that sound conservative to you? Absolutely not. And so we, as citizens, we replaced almost every county commissioner on that board that did that to us. And, and the the good thing about that is, though, too, is that the the new the incoming would know that hey, everybody's paying attention. And it's also good for people to fulfill their their civic obligation, and also realize that they have the power to change things. And that's one of the main things that I wanted to convey on this show, having you on, that even at the most localized level, where you can affect real change, it's a great and relatively easy possibility if you work hard. Absolutely. And it's a lot of people would ask you trick questions. They're like, do you like Trump? And I'm like, man, I love Trump. <laughs> I mean, and then sometimes they would ask you that and they would be against Trump. You just be honest, be yourself. Um, I ran as an outspoken Christian. I, and, and some of my most funnest, the best moments I had where people would lay hands on you and pray for you as you're door knocking them. They're like, can I pray for you? I actually prayed for one individual, an older gentleman that could hardly get to the door. He was in a walker, and he's like, pray, you know, pray for me. And I'm like, man, can I just pray for you right now and just lay my hands on you? And he's like, yeah. And it's some of the greatest feelings that you can ever have is being led by the Lord and just 
uh, just being a witness to people. And like I said, I did a couple of mail outs, and I didn't hide who I was. A lot of times that you think if you're a Christian that people, you know, that you're unfit for office because people told me because I was a Christian I didn't deserve to be on the school board um, because I would have favoritism for, towards Christians or whatever like that. And I think the enemy church tries to tell you that, you know, you're not good enough, but you are good enough. One of the questions I would have is that if, if okay, if me being a Christian is going to influence my decision, which yes, absolutely, it absolutely. will. But if I'm not, what and, and we could talk about this for hours. But what what type of if you're, it's, let's say an atheist, a leftist, which tends to be steeped in atheism, what is your, what is your moral standpoint for what well, your, your decisions? They have none. Yeah, no, I would say okay, you being an atheist is that not going to affect your decision? Sure. Yeah, of course it is. But Whatever what, your belief is going to affect your decision, that's what your beliefs do. So it, of course. But the thing is too, if if you're an atheist, what what is the moral what what is the moral standpoint and jumping off point for your morality? Because oh, I'm just a good person. I believe in being a good person. Well, these people think that being a good person is being quote unquote open minded and letting letting the uh, queer lobby do whatever it is they please. Because oh, these people feel emotionally this way or that way. No, that's 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 not good. And then, but not only that, to, because other regular stu- other students that aren't emotionally disturbed have to deal with the ramifications of you making an, uh, entitlement type decisions for the minority, and that's not fair. And one of the things that, that I, I was just thinking of last week, and I actually made a post about it on Truth Social, in reference to a video that we may or may not still play. I don't know how long we're running here, but you know, we in our era there was the Marilyn Manson kids. Like the gothic, remember, the, did you have gothic kids at school? And so to me, you don't see gothic kids anymore. Young kids don't dress in the big pants. Well, now black. they got kids that believe they're cats and dogs. And well, some exactly. of the schools have litter boxes for the cat Yeah, we covered that on that. And that, that would be, my point is that this is just the latest manifestation of weird loser loners that are seeking this uh, this attention. Because I remember like with the Marilyn Manson kids, like, Dude, you're you have this stupid makeup, ridiculous haircut. You look like an idiot. Your clothes suck, and they're very abnormal for a reason because you want attention. You get attention. What are you looking at? I'm looking at your stupid hairdo. And it's the same thing with like the they them's like because like the one I was talking about when we were voting. Like you're looking, trying to figure out what this person is, and they're enjoying the fact that you're ma- they're making you uncomfortable. And I think in large part that's what it has to do with. And especially in reference to Christianity, they love to make Christian people feel uncomfortable because they've been taught that the Christianity is the oppressor. So, but again, you guys are just Marilyn Manson kids made over. And there was something weird before that. And you're the same dorks you've always been. And you're as irrelevant as they've always been. And nobody cares. Mind your own business and leave me alone, which is what most people only want is to be left alone. Absolutely. In my opinion. Reverso. Do you got to pee? No. Oh. Do you want to be left alone? You you don't want to be left alone. Okay. No, he wants you to lay. Are you a, were you a Marilyn Manson kid? No, I wasn't. Okay. Wow. No eyeshadow. No, like on Facebook, all the when the Democrats would attack you, there would always be like some good people that would fight for you because <laughs> I would never like fight for myself. And it's kind of like if you know if you just stick to your guns, tell the truth, there'll be enough good people fighting for you that you don't have to defend yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did. Just. Stayed out of the. I didn't want to put anything on Facebook that could be on the front page of the newspaper. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I got wrote up one time at work because my I, I 
put all capital letters or something on it. And the, I'll, I'll never forget it. The like VP of the company said, never put anything in an email. You don't want to see on the front page of the newspaper. And I've always used that to this day. Did he say that generically or to you specifically? Uh, to me specifically. Oh, because that's a massive company. Yeah. Wow. Well, a different company. Oh, I got you. Okay. The one before the one that I'm at now. And like I said, I, we were just kind of arguing and I just had like all capital letters and uh, <laughs> not the appropriate thing to do. I got wrote up. <laughs> Slap on the wrist. Yeah. Go to the principal's office. Okay. We're going to wrap it up with a few different things here. Pretty disgusting, but that's what uh, this, this segment is about. So r- wrapping up uh, th- this segment here. And kind of close, closing off and finishing with uh, two more stories in this week. An idiot cross-dressing, confused, more pervert Democrat nutjob wackos. What, I, I feel like everything that you've told us is is kind of information that you, you said there were eight. It was basically eight versus three on the school board. The information that you've told us is stuff that in, in many facets in the political realm are purposefully kept obtuse so that people won't do what you did. So what advice would you have with the most basic advice for somebody wanting to do what you did? Perseverance uh, and hard work? Perseverance, hard work. Like I said, I went to a lot of doors. Everybody loves the winter, but they didn't see what the winter had to do. Like literally from February to August, I was knocking on doors. And when it got in July and August, it was like 103 degrees. It's like I just took my football helmet off or something. I mean, my hair was soaked. I was knocking on their doors with a sweaty T-shirt. And I would, like I said, and it, you know, just knock on doors, meet people. And like I said, if you do what God's called you to do, and I felt like God was leading me to do this, God put people in my path to help me. I couldn't have done it on my own. I can't take credit for doing it on my own. It's like I said, there were people there to help me along the way. Awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate you being here and I appreciate the uh, information. And I hope that people listening can glean something from that and maybe put it to good use. And like I said earlier, you're always welcome to come on. Um, and we've got two more stories and, uh, Buford, won't you read that headline while we look for the, uh, supplement to this story. Metro Atlanta couple charged with using adopted kids to make child porn. And when they say Metro couple, they mean two men. (laughs) It's Metro Atlanta. Huh? Metro. Okay. Well, it's Metro Atlanta. Yeah, I know. But isn't it two men? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Mm. Yeah. I thought you were trying to impl- imply metrosexual, which would not mean homosexual. But, yes, these are this no, is, this is two yeah. homosexual men. And hey, an hang on a minute. You told me to read this. Can I read it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. Continue, please. All right. I'm just a headline. I mean, come on. And this is on Yahoo News, and that's why you're not going to know the sexual, quote-unquote, preference or whatever. So I'll add that part in, and then we'll go to Andy No, who's also a homo. We'll go to his uh, Twitter for the, the nitty-gritty. Yahoo News. Metro Atlanta couple charged with using adopted kids to make child porn. A Walton County couple has been arrested and are facing child sex crime charges for acts deputies say they committed against the, their adopted children. Last month, the Walton County Sheriff's Office raided the home in unincorporated Loganville, where they believed a man was downloading child pornography. When interviewing him, the suspect admitted to collecting child porn and identified a second suspect in Oxford. The suspect told deputies that the other suspect was making the child porn with at least one child who lived in his home. The first suspect's identity has not been released. Deputies were able to get arrest warrants 
for both adult men living in the home, and this is the quote-unquote couple. And this is weird. William Dale Zulock, 32, and Zachary Jacoby Zulock, 35. And they're a couple. They had the same last name. I guess they got No, that's, that's a pretty unique last name. <laughs> I think they're related. They're brothers or something. This is weird. <laughs> no, I mean, right? Well, yeah, because, you know, I mean, they, they could not be married because in order to be married, that's a covenant with God, and that's between a man and a woman. So two well, dudes could not be married. Walton's County, Walton County's Division of Family and Child Services joined deputies in responding to the home to help protect the two children in the home. After making sure the children were safe, investigators found evidence that the couple, who are the adoptive fathers of the pair of brothers living there, were recording themselves committing sexually abusive acts against the children. Both men are being held in Walton County Jail on charges of aggravated child molestation, sexual exploitation of a child, and enticing a child for indecent purposes. William Zulak has an additional charge of child molestation. I'm confused why they have the same last name. Yeah, can you read that other paragraph again? Go up one. Okay. After making sure the children were safe? That one? Yeah. Investigators found evidence that the couple, who were the adoptive fathers of the pair of brothers, so the two guys adopted a pair of brothers. Pair of brothers yeah. Okay. Living there were recording themselves committing sexually abusive acts with the children. I've got a buddy that worked kind of... He worked for a city police department, but somehow this program was sponsored by the FBI. He used to bust people like this. He would have to see a lot of sick videos, but it, he would bust a lot of these guys and would say... And it was sponsored by the FBI? Yeah, I Are you sure so. the FBI wasn't doing... Well, the, you know what I mean? It was, they could have been finding them for him. Yeah, I'm Finding them for the, the FBI. FBI. Hey, listen, that's not my fault. That's the FBI's fault. And so this is on Andy Noe's uh, Twitter. Gay activists Zachary and William Zulock adopted two very young boys in 2018. They are quote-unquote married and describe each other as partners in crime. Investigators in Georgia accused the two men of sexually abusing their adopted children to make child porn. And here's their Twitters. Uh, waiting for pizza is the quote. Zachary J. Zolak, accused of sexually abusing his adopted boys for child porn, has a long social media history of support for liberal causes. He was a big fan of BLM, radical trans pride, and the Democrat Party. One of his most used hashtag was, love is love. So you said waiting for pizza. That's one of his... Pizzagate. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh Was it like pizza and hot dogs? Uh Uh-huh. Well, yeah, dude, but... Twenty-five or fifty thousand dollars for pizza or for hot dogs. Yeah. So there's more imagery, like, uh, yeah. So they they're huge leftists. And like my buddy that worked for, I guess the the police department. Did, he actually got out of it, became a realtor because of stuff that he would see. He couldn't get out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. haunted him. But I mean, he's definitely doing a work for God. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> because men can't be married. That's why I was confused about the same last name. That's they why they have this. Yeah, that's what they, well, I mean, I, I don't know if whatever, I mean, because obviously they, they were able to get quote-unquote married. I so mean, brain, a, brain fart that I'm not in down with the brown uh, eye. Reverso only likes crass jokes. It's the only thing that'll make him laugh. It's funny, but it, I, I do enjoy when he really laughs. It's funny. Yeah, it's a funny it, thing. Idiot, cross-dressing, confused, more on hyper-pervert. Democrat nut job, sick sexually depraved wackos, Come and on, man. we'll finish this off uh, with uh, 
libs of TikTok video. They're always great. Oh my goodness! What and, is and yes. this? This is a. I don't know. La it's bodega chile. It's a law student. It's a law. That's student. what it says. La bodega chile. What does that mean? That's Spanish. For what? La bodega chile. Señoritas caliente. No, that's not señorita. Oh. Okay. Caliente. I think this is a biological female. Yeah, it is. Trying to be a male, I think. I don't know. It, it looks like a male. Well, that's what I was saying, though. They like to, like the Marilyn Manson's. Did you just go down to see what the breasts look like? <laughs> he did. Yeah, no, I think it's a biological female. Yeah. For a minute, he thought he was all alone. No. Yeah, and so th- th- it's, a law st- <laughs> it's, a, it's a law student, so let's just see what it has to say. Today has been day four of law school, and I spent the morning with the Dean of Diversity and Inclusion because I have been misgendered so many times by the faculty of this university, which claims to stand on progressive principles. And so I go to this Dean, and this Dean tells me that I need to exercise grace and patience in the small things. I'm like, listen, lady, this is not a small thing. Being misgendered is distressing. It's dysphoric. Um, And I explained to her how hard it is to try to figure out why people keep seeing me as a female. And she's like, okay, well, you can escalate it to the Title IX director. I'm like, listen, the Title IX director was on a webinar yesterday misgendering people, to which this lady had no solutions for me on where to go next. And if this hasn't been a learning experience about how broken our system is and why policies need to change and how much bureaucracy there is and how much the system is set in its ways and why we need really good attorneys, then I don't know what is. <laughs> and there's a Ukraine flag. What's a Title IX director? A Title IX is that government money. I don't, I'm not sure. Title IX is what they're trying to dangle the, the the lunch money. If you don't have the transgender sports stuff in your schools, they won't give you the Title IX funds, which is where we live. So that's applicable to, to college as well? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, interesting. That's why they dangle all that government yeah. money is to get you to do stuff like that. So sh- they, they said to escalate that to the Title IX director. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that female is being misgendered as a female. <laughs> Here's an overview of Title IX. Title IX is the most commonly used name for the federal civil rights law in the United States of America that was passed as part of the Education Amendments of 1972. It prohibits sex-based discrimination in any school or any other education program that receives funding from the federal government. So that read that last last two sentences. It provides sex-based discrimination. I'm sorry. It prohibits sex-based discrimination okay, in any school or any uh, education program that receives funding from the federal government. So that's sex-based discrimination to, to to misgender because you're a biological. Okay, misgendering is, is is okay. That's fine. That's misgendering is discrimination because you're playing the Marilyn Manson Gothic kid game. Like I don't. It's, I mean, does anybody see that analogy besides me? Like, you dress like a complete freak. Nobody knows what what you're supposed to be doing, what you're thinking. Just want to be left alone. Like, oh, you misgender me. I just want you to leave me alone and act halfway normal because this is completely abnormal and it's stupid. And you're a moron. And you're not going to make it in this world acting like that. You know, it's kind of like a kid dressing up for Halloween. And it's like, guess what I'm supposed to be? If you did a good job, I'd already know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Maybe you should. I mean, what what are you supposed to be? It, it, obviously, he's trying to be. Well, you know what? I was going to misgender it again because I don't know. Are you supposed to be a male, or are you supposed to be? Well, fucking, we know what God. You're supposed to be made Swiss her. cheese because you can like you know it's like last week. 
What, what was the kids identifying as? Banana a banana? And a rock. Yeah, I mean, dude, you could be a block of cheddar cheese. I, I wouldn't know because that's stupid. <laughs> like, all, all nature-provided indicators say that you're a female. And you're, again, if you want to be, if you want people to believe that you're a male, because you're obviously not, you should do a better job, and you should deepen your voice a little bit like this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What's your, come on. <clears throat> no, that's puberty uh, stuff. Right well, there. that's because he don't Ooh, eat bacon yeah. and he wears panties. <laughs> I, I really do think the non-bacon, <clears throat> because I can go like this. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's how we Let's hear it. some of that turkey bacon voice. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Thank you so much for Drew coming on and explaining that. If you got any questions for him, email us at infobcblpodcast dot com and we will put you in touch with him. Leave us a five star rating, please, and we will see you next week. No, you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show, but that's too true for radio.